Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Hilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. And today we get to talk to Jordan Sparks, who is the most adorable new mommy ever. She She's had awesome. DJ uh, just like two weeks before I had Romeo. Um, so it's really fun to see that really magical first six months. You know, th- there's nothing like a mom who hasn't hit the twos yet. <laughs> um, but you guys, you may know her as um, American Idol winner. Um, she's a amazing singer. Um, she is a cooker galore. Um, she has a YouTube channel show called The Heart of the Batter. She's a big baker. And she, I mean, that's something you'll notice right away from her personality. Jordan is just genuinely the sweetest, most lovely, down-to-earth like girlfriend you want to mm-hmm. go get your nails done with, have a sleepover party with, eat batter at four in the morning with. <laughs> I mean, it's all of that. And um, I've loved watching her become a mother. This is her first baby. DJ's just a little bit over six months old now. And um, and it's she's just embraced all of it. You know, she she in many ways hasn't slowed down at all. I'm, I'm lucky I'm getting to work with her on a couple of things right now. And I feel like she's just saying yes um, to life and doing it in a way that's right for her and her family. And br- it brings her baby to set and brings her husband along. And they have this beautiful relationship that's so mutually respectful and nurturing and supportive and um, and fun. And they're just both so young. I was like, they're, I think they're both 28 and they're just, they're kids, but they've also lived these really wonderful lives. And I feel like you, they bring that forward. At the beginning, I just want to bring awareness to this. At the beginning of the podcast, so so we, we called in and at the beginning, we're seeing her um, and we're seeing her husband like cleaning up in the background. Yes. And it was like the most adorable thing in the world. So I'm like thinking like, they're like, they're such a little like unit well you remember what it's like i'm as your as a married couple who is in that sort of newlywed bliss and everything's great and you're getting to you know you live together and you're getting to share in all this sort of husband and wife development and then all of a sudden you introduce a baby to that dynamic and your marriage completely changes ideally for the better in some ways just you know there's more chaos so it's a little bit more crazy but um but yeah absolutely it's so interesting to see what the, I, I remember it, I think, what the first six months of, of having my first baby was like, but it's, oh my gosh, it was crazy. And there was a lot of mess to clean up. So mm-hmm. it was really nice to see her husband chipping in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very supportive. A lot of mess on my end to clean up. Her her home looked spotless. I was in shock. I was like, girl, you have it so much more figured out than well, I did at once. She's got her husband going around cleaning up. <laughs> and the cutest little babe. Here's our conversation with Jordan Sparks. <laughs> Hey, oh wow, you hello, hello Expedia. I know, right? I I feel like you're gonna have all the answers to everything. Thanks, babe. We're gonna ask you who you are. I know it's a silly thing, (laughs) but we're gonna ask you who you are and we pretend like we don't know who you are. Um and just give us like a 30 second like who you are. All right. Who are you? (laughs) Hey guys, I am Jordan Sparks. I won season six of American Idol in 2007, and I now Fast forward from three albums and movies and all those amazing things. I now do Heart of the Batter on YouTube and I like to bake and I have a son named DJ and a husband named Dana and they're amazing. (laughs) Okay, can I just say one of my favorite parts about this so far is watching you make your husband clean up in the background. 
<laughs> did he do that? I love oh. that. No, she like he, all she he did it himself. He was like, "Do you want me to move this?" I was like, oh. Oh, "Okay, sure." No, He's that's like best. really nice. Okay, so you have a son that was born in May, yes. and I have a son that was born in May. Oh, congratulations! Your yours is your first, and mine is my hundredth. Um, <laughs> but we we have that connection. Yeah, no, mine um, is May seventeenth, and yours is May second. Yeah. 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 That's that's so nice. Well, how, uh, May, ba- May babies are great. May babies are great, especially because I'm always thinking about the birthstone and emerald. And emeralds oh, are very yes. nice. We love emeralds. Very, very into emeralds. Um, so so how are you feeling? Um, I'm good, you know, trying to figure things out. Like this morning, I was like, okay, how are we going to shower and get done and try and look okay and put clothes on? And my nails are crazy and my house is a mess, but he's healthy and happy. And that's all that matters. Well, I have to give you so so many props, though, because I feel like first time, my first time around, I felt so out of my league. I was so crazy and scattered and disoriented and nervous and just sort of like, you know, flying by the seat of my pants. And you um, came in to shoot some episodes of The Dish uh, show with me a couple weeks ago. And you came in, first of all, you were amazing. Um, It's a really fun cooking show that we're doing on the Dr. Oz show together, um, a series for the show. And she came in and she had her newborn son. Well, I think it was four months, five months old at the time, DJ, and your husband who was there. And he and and it was just this First of all, you guys just seem so cohesive as a family. There was just such a like, you really do. There was such a seamlessness and like he stepped in when you were busy on set and you came in and and gave him a break so he could eat my wings because he was like, I need some of those wings. Give me those wings. Um, And and it was just such a beautiful dance that you've already mastered even just a few months in. And especially on a marriage, I think the first baby... um, I had a friend tell me you're really married once you've had a kid because you get, you know, you go through this incredibly um, uh, challenging, stressful, sleep deprived, hormone raging uh, experience, man and and woman Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, two two partners in a relationship. But but everyone goes through that. And also something that's really challenging, I found was, um, you know, you go from being able to put each other at the center of the universe or at the center of the relationship and then suddenly you introduce this new character to the film and the other people are sort of like well but where's my line where's what about my me role? <laughs> what about me so how do you I mean how did you master that and how have you guys worked through that um well it has not been mastered but I appreciate you saying that it's it's really awesome to have a partner that just we're on the same page all the time and um And in terms of DJ, I mean, of course, there's times when we, you know, have different opinions on things. But when it comes to him, it's, you know, we're both just like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is where we're going. This is what's happening. And he's always like, okay, where are we going to go? What are we doing? What do you need? And I'm sitting over here like, I can't even remember what I ate yesterday. Like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) And he's just so supportive and so great. But I think it's just every day we have to kind of make a balance out of it. Um, You're right when you say it's a dance. You know, some sometimes I have some days I have two left feet and other days he can do the waltz. And then there are days when it's reversed. Um, but we laugh a lot. And I think that's what helps keep everything okay. Cause you know, there are moments where I just burst into tears. And then, you know, after a little bit, I'm like, you know, what set me into tears when that pillow hit me this morning, <laughs> cause he tossed a pillow at me. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, we Not just laugh right about moment. it, you know, like, <laughs> you know, we just, we laugh. And I think that really helps us get through everything 
Yeah, what, absolutely. What, what have been some of the things that surprised you that no one no one told you about and you wish you had known? Oh man, um, a lot. I think I, I feel now that I've I've kind of started going through it, and I'm I'm half a year in now at this point. Oh my gosh! Um, but the the fourth trimester, right? So oh, yeah. like learning how your body works after the baby comes, and figuring out your milk supply, and figuring out how to you know, go without being, without having sleep and figuring out that balance as well. Like you said with, okay, it used to be just us. And now there's this little person who needs us all the time. And it's, it's definitely a lot and I'm still learning and I'm still trying to figure out the balance. Um, but I think the milk supply was the thing that I, I really had no idea. I, nobody had ever told me I had never been taught. I had, I, didn't even know that there were such things as lactation consultants and classes until I went to my birthing center. I had no idea. And now that I know, I'm trying to tell everybody that I know that's about to be a new mom, like, okay, wait, listen, this is going to be really overwhelming, (laughs) but here's a few things that might help you. Um, Don't eat peppermint, whatever you do. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So just that part has been very eye-opening as well as like, okay, he's got his, DJ has his own personality. There are things he doesn't like. There are things you know, he loves, there are, oh, he doesn't want to go to bed right now and I'm exhausted. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's figure out how to do this. So it's, it's a lot, but it's fun at the same time. Like I love all of it. It's crazy, but I love it all. Well, one thing you're going to find out, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've been breast, I've breastfed four children and I'm still breastfeeding. And, um, is that each time around it's different. So even like I thought, that I got it with one. I was like, all right, this is great. And then with number two, it was different. And number three, it was different. And this number four was the most difficult because I kept on getting mastitis. Oh, I kept, no. And the fourth time around, I had never had it before. Not like really, like every once in a while, you like have to take a hot right. shower, but it was like nothing real. And this was like the real deal again and again and again. Oh, my gosh. And that's, that's the thing that's amazing is, you know, you, you feel like you're like, all right, I've mastered it with one. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, no, got to learn it again and got to learn. I mean, that's the thing with being moms is that we're constantly learning. But I really think that there is something that's the hardest about the first one. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, wait, wait until you have the second one. Then you're going to know what hard is. Yeah. But I think just getting your feet wet for the first time. And it's just such a big difference from how you had your life before. Um, But these these kids, you know, I'm sure you've experienced like you try to get them on a schedule and then all of a sudden something changes. (laughs) Has he started teething yet? Are we having teeth? Teething? Yes, he has three teeth on the bottom. Oh, so you're like in that part right now. Yes, he's got three teeth at the bottom. Yes, he's got three teeth. He's he's (laughs) he's all right. He bit me twice last night, and that was the first. How how do you deal with it? I took I took my knuckle and like moved him. Yes, that's what I learned too. And then they learn you can't don't scream. That's what I learned. Do not scream. Oh, if they scream, they're like, just you're ignore like it. Because then they're like, no, oh, if, you scream, kind of fun. if you scream, they're like, I am going to do that I again. I, I didn't try to. It was so, it was How three, it was three o'clock That's in the agony. morning and my eyes were closed. <laughs> 3 a.m. Oh, no. My eyes were closed. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa, oh, God. <laughs> and what he was about like. The biting, the biting and then the pulling. Oh, like when they bite oh, down and on, then they guys. pull out. That's like the worst in the world. This is bringing back. Oh my gosh. I have You never forget that. Like, that's coming. Oh, just wait. No, my advice 
is just you have no matter how hard it is, stay calm. Because if you put that work in, then they're like, okay, this is boring. I'm not going to do that. And and breastfeeding stops immediately. You stop breastfeeding and you just like look the other way. And then they're like, well, I want to breastfeed again. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, you have to behave yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely try that because that was the first time last night at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, Lord, it started. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it can stop quickly. You just but, have to be like on it. Yeah. I, love that you're, I love that you're talking about, um, you know, your breastfeeding journey so openly. Beca- and, and I saw uh, earlier today, I think on your Instagram, you posted about a supplement that you've been mm-hmm. taking to yeah. you know help with your supply. And I totally agree. Breastfeeding to me was the thing that I walked into motherhood the least educated about Mm -hmm. in terms of my expectation was like oh this will be easy I'll figure it out it's so natural babies know how to do it right like Mm -hmm. it's just I mean dogs do it pigs do it everyone all the mammals know how to do it so like we'll just figure it out and it was it is hard I agree with you I had to have lactation consultants I had to get um, up to date on all the teas I had to drink and milk milk plus and all these different like weird supplements I was taking to make all the milk come and it was um even with all of that, it was still a constant, you know, am I making enough? How many ounces? Are, also, my kids, um, you know, I went back to work after eight weeks. And so I immediately, I was pumping that whole time. And as soon as my baby started getting a bottle after I went back to work of my milk, they never wanted to work at the breast again because it's slower. It's much harder yeah, than just yeah. getting it out of a bottle. So then I was like, with the pump three hours a day, which sucked. And I mean, I love my pump. I'm not saying pump suck. I'm just saying I would rather have been able to just have that time with my infant rather yeah. Than bonding with my machine, you know, but I think um, I think it's so important for moms to know that 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 the period of adjustment, whether or not you successfully breastfeed is is a challenge and it's um, and it's it's harder than it looks and it's not nearly as intuitive. And it does take I mean, I think a lot of the time people had other mothers around them at the same time to kind of be like, oh, here's how you get them to latch so that it doesn't hurt you every time. You're not in agony the whole time. Here's a really comfortable nursing position. So your back isn't in pain all the mm-hmm. time. And um, and it's not as intuitive as it seems. So I give you so many props for being open about that because Another, you know, especially my first time around, I felt very vulnerable about that. I didn't want to tell anyone because I was like, oh, am I a failure? Because it's really hard for me. And it wasn't until I had another one, another one. I was like, "Okay, this is my experience with this one element of motherhood. And it doesn't define everything else that I do in my in my experience as a mother to my kids. Um, But I just I, I you seem like you've really come to, um, you know, through through your experience, you've actually gotten a lot of confidence that you're sharing, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it. Because at first I was like, this is insane. I mean, the first time they did like the little, the baby crawl, like as soon as he was born. So I gave birth at a birthing center um, in a tub. I did a water birth and Amazing. they put him on my chest, like down on my stomach. And they were like, just let him do his thing. And I was like, okay. And he literally crawled up and he found the breast himself. And it was the most amazing thing because like my entire life, I had never seen a baby do that. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, we're mammals. Like I gave, I helped my mom give birth to puppies. Like when our dog was giving birth to puppies, like I saw that they knew where to go. Why wouldn't our babies know where to go? And it was amazing to see. And I I was so blessed and, and grateful that he latched and he was okay. And I know that's not the case for a lot of moms. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, he latched, we're going to be good. And then it was like cluster feeding. And then he'd get fussy at the end of the day because I had less milk and all of those different things that I had to learn what they were, as opposed to telling myself that I wasn't doing it right. 
And when you do that, then you start to stress yourself out and you, your supply dips because of stress. And so it's like this Mm -hmm. endless cycle of like, okay, you have to get out of your own head and know that you're both learning together. Like he just got here. So he's trying to figure out how to deal with you too. (laughs) Like, so you, you guys are going to be okay. So psycho about evolution is like, okay, here's what's going to help your milk. Eat regularly, sleep a ton, don't get stressed out. It's like, what the <laughs> hell? I like, how am I supposed to do if that? If I can power feed a like nutrition bar in my mouth, I'm lucky at this point. Yeah. I remember I would like slug smoothies because it was the fastest thing I could eat. I would literally just throw a bunch of crap in the blender, like buzz it up and just slug it because to make a nice meal for myself, never gonna happen. No, no. I remember I remember the I remember the first time I was like, you know what? My baby's I think maybe it was filming as she was maybe two weeks old, and I was like, I I wanna get in the kitchen. I miss being in this place that makes me happy and makes me feel relaxed and I want a home cooked meal. And so I had made roast, but I'd made um, like, I would do this frequently, actually a tip for you. If you're cooking at home, um, uh, I would make a lot of roasted potatoes in the morning. I would just like throw them in the oven because they can roast slow and slow and it actually makes them sweeter and more delicious. So I'd roast a bunch of sweet potatoes. I had this salmon. I was making myself this beautiful plate with, with, um, uh, it was a uh, not a barley like all these like milk producing things barley and salmon and my <laughs> yeah. sweet potato olive oil salt I dressed it it was so beautiful and I looked down and I'm just like leaking which was the, the signal that like she was about to scream also that is the freakiest thing to me the that premonition never happened to me it is the I no, would be downstairs so I would, would have Philo up in my bedroom <laughs> in her little special cot thing and I would be downstairs making and I wouldn't hear her I would not be anywhere near her and my body would know she was about to wake up it was the straight up cre- yeah. craziest yes. thing how you guys are still so linked even once they're out of the womb That's interesting. Yes. See, That's i mean nuts. i'm i'm somebody i'm a big believer in pumping and feeding yeah so i am like a squirrel like i have freezers <laughs> everywhere filled with milk milk that will probably never ever ever be used ever because there's just way too much of it like he will be drinking milk when he's five i, w- I wish so, i had i wish i had I that know, that's, that's my I was, thing can i but can i tell you something I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is just the way that my body works and I, I don't have any you know proof of anything, but I, I do have my experience. Um, there's a few different things that I eat and I'll, I'll share that with you. But I pump before I feed and okay. I'm crazy about it at the beginning. So this is let me tell you my experience. So with Carmen, my first, I went back to work when she was six days old and that was the first time that I pumped. And I, I just didn't know. I mean, I have all of these things and my, my, I used to work on extra TV and my producers are like, like the most amazing mommies come over and they're like, well, you have to pump because I was trying to take pictures and do this different thing. And anytime she was near me, she'd just scream because she wanted to, she wanted to nurse and I was wearing a high necked dress and it was just like every single photo was bad. And so they're like, well, why don't you pump some milk and then we can feed her and then maybe she'll be okay. Also didn't work, but that was my first time pumping. And then I kind of like pumped regularly. I was drinking a lot of coconut water because I would get a lot of contractions. Mm-hmm. I was starting from 19 weeks, like a lot of contractions. So I found out that coconut water really helped me with that. I don't like coconut water. I don't like the way it tastes. I stopped drinking when she was like six weeks old. My milk went way down way down and I had no idea what happened um, through a lot of different like you know thought processes and stuff like that I started drinking again immediately my, my milk went back up so that's something that I'm like crazy about coconut water what kind um, what kind yeah. I do uh, t- taste nirvana taste nirvana okay Taste Nirvana is the one that I like mm, how it tastes so best. Um, so anyway, I'm like crazy about that also so then I had my second I got pregnant I got pregnant with 
uh, my second when my is the baby here? He just woke up. Oh, it's funny that you said that. Come here, poo poo. Hi, buddy. Oh, oh, you said. Oh my god. Oh, look at your cheeks. Are his eyes blue? Hi. Ooh, stink face. He's like, I oh, yeah. am not ready for this right now. He's like, like guys, I sure. just woke up. Why are you I'm talking good. to me right now? Looking at it's, the lights. Oh. It's the funny because you were talking about like how you knew that they were going to wake up. I just knew. I just had a feeling that he was about to wake up. I'm like, oh, it's, oh he's so <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> huh. Isn't he you, have be- you have beautiful blue uh, eyes. Yeah, yes, yeah, he does. Yeah. He gets them from his dad. Daddy yeah. is green. Yeah, Daddy has green eyes. Oh, yeah, really? Beautiful. Isn't that amazing? Okay, okay you want to oh go back with daddy now? I got to finish uh, my little interview, but say bye-bye. Oh, we got, <gasps> we got a baby on mom brain. This is, I think, our first baby on our mom brain. Our first baby on mom brain. <laughs> mom brain, he took half so of it. Sweet. He took half of mine, for sure. So, no, wait, my... My my trick with the the uh, the pumping yeah, and feeding. Her, I want I want to tell my, my trick my trick with my pumping and feeding. So then I basically I got pregnant with my second when I was breastfeeding my first. I slow I weaned over like a, that. By the way, by the way, I have f- like three of my so the ones that I could get pregnant while breastfeeding. All of them I've been pregnant and or breastfeeding for six years, so you can get pregnant breastfeeding. Just so you know. Yep, go take a test. See that face? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So just wow, you know, that wow. Happens. I commend you. That I can't even. No. I couldn't even imagine. No. It 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 happens. So <laughs> basically, my milk went down. Then my third got pregnant when my when my second was six months old. My milk went way down, and I didn't have enough milk. And I ran out of milk by the time he was six, by the time he was 10 months old. And that for me was very upsetting. Not that I have anything against formula, but it was just like, this was not my plan. It wasn't the way that I wanted to do it. So when my third was born, I started pumping like a crazy person, like a crazy person. And so, and a lot of people will say to you, and I'm not a lactation specialist, but this is just the way that I do it. They will say, feed and then pump afterwards. Mm -hmm. And at that point, your body responds differently to the machine than it does to your baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my baby can get a letdown so much faster. All of my babies. Yep. So what I would do is I know when I'm going to feed, I run and I go pump for three minutes, just three minutes. And usually I've trained my body that I can get a full letdown in that three minutes. I can get like a solid, like anywhere between four and 10 ounces, depending oh. on like everything. No, but I'm telling you, I trained my body this. I trained my body to do this. Um, and then I, so then I'll feed afterwards and you can get another letdown. Maybe sometimes they'll get frustrated, but that frustration is their natural way of making your body produce more milk. And I just make myself, even if I don't want to, I'm like, all right, I'm going to, the baby needs to eat. I'm going to use the pump for three minutes. He can wait or he or she can wait yeah, for three minutes. Sure. And through that, I have developed into my squirrelness where I have milk stashed everywhere. So what are, what are your, so I would say my Two big things that I eat to make good milk is I drink coconut water and eat lots of nuts. Daphne, go. What are your things? Yeah, I mean, the things that have been most helpful for me have always been protein and fat. So, because everyone always tells you to have grains, and I think that's really interesting. I don't, for me, grains just made me fat. (laughs) They didn't actually change my milk supply at all, (laughs) but they were really fun to eat. I will eat all those damn lactation cookies, send them my way. They're so so good. But they, they didn't help me at all. Flax seeds were a godsend. I put them in every, like chia seeds and flax seeds. I put them in all of my smoothies. They fill you up. They have a lot of good healthy fats. So my milk, I mean, at a certain point, 
Although I wasn't stashing it in the freezer, which was my dream. I, I maybe could get like a bag in the freezer a day. But um, but the quality of the milk was so rich and fatty, which was my, my babies would fill up on it. Um, but also I have babies who were drinking 40 ounces by the first month. Like they're psychos. Like they like to eat. They're, I'm their mother. So, <laughs> so, that, so that is what it is. But, um, but no, dark leafy greens. So spinach, kale, whatever. My babies never struggled with gas from that. A lot of parents mm-hmm. I've heard have said like that's an issue. But for me, dark leafy greens and then the flax seeds and nuts definitely were a big deal. And then lean protein. I would have a, I would have fish every day, salmon probably. I would have um, uh, chicken or turkey. Once a week, I would get like a big old juicy burger because that's a part of it too. Happiness, leaving out the stress, having that yeah. little like little bit of a moment of just relaxation and settling and having a big a milkshake. My mom, especially the first time, my mom was like, oh, milkshakes are amazing. So I, I was on like the 800 gorilla diet. It was so crazy. <laughs> she would make me these, these monster black and white milkshakes that were out that of this world. Really I was just sucking them down, crying. If I cry, ever so had another crying. baby, I'm going over to your house to eat. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. my goodness. Oh my God, I I, but I was weeping because I was like so hormonal. And I was like sucking down this milkshake. <laughs> and it was so crazy. But it was so delicious. And again, I am a big believer that food should be fun. All right, what are what are your what are what are your like a couple go to? I would say so during my pregnancy I actually lost my appetite by the second trimester. Like I was not hungry at all and my husband had to remind me to eat. Like he literally had to like set a plate of food in front of me and make me eat it. But do you wasn't know? Do you know anything. why that is? No, do you know why I'm, that is? Because that no happens idea. to me too. Because the baby is pressing on your stomach, like your actual like huh. organ stomach. It happens to me every single time. I'm starving at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, like like with Carmen, I gained 11 pounds in the first trimester. And you find out you're pregnant when you're like five weeks. So like then think about that, 11 pounds. And <laughs> so that was, was a very short period of time too. But I was really hungry, and then after that it like slowed down because I wasn't very hungry. It's because literally the be- the baby is pressing on your stomach. And that's why my favorite meal ever is right after that baby pops out. And then that night, my husband goes and gets me like a really amazing, amazing meal. And it's the first time that I'm hungry yeah. in like, you know, six months. Oh yeah, so good. Yeah, no, I that makes total sense actually because it just, I was not hungry at all. So then after going all of those months without really having the appetite after I gave birth, like, yeah, I had a few meals, but then it was really hard for me to want to eat anything. And I knew I had to eat because of my milk supply. And I just remember sitting in front of a plate weeping because I didn't want it. I just wasn't hungry and I didn't want to eat it, but I knew I had to. And I didn't want to force myself to eat it. And I was just like, (laughs) I can totally remember. Um, But I think right now the the easiest things for me is I do um, like non-GMO oatmeal and yeah. then sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. And so mm-hmm. I'll do those. And also salmon, I've noticed. And obviously vegetables. But salmon and sweet potatoes and oatmeal are like the ones that do really well for me. On your sweet potato, uh, pour a drizzle of tahini. Sesame seeds Ooh, uh, are really yummy. good for milk. Yum. And it makes it so yummy. It's good so combo. good. Okay, wait. So I want to talk about you. And obviously you are deep in motherhood right now. Yes. But But uh, America fell in love with you. You were 17 when you won American Idol, which yeah. is psycho to me. <laughs> like, like it's how nuts that, to me too. I mean, how did you even deal with it? How did you deal with the competition at 17? How did you deal with the aftermath of the competition? What was that about? You know, it's actually really crazy. I've had this conversation recently within the last couple of weeks with somebody asking me like how I, how I did that. And I 
tried to, you know, come up with some sort of like really cool, like, well, I was meant to do it or whatever, but it's, <laughs> I, I was thinking about how I was just a kid in high school, you know, and American Idol was my favorite show. And I was on the show when I when I auditioned, I got on it and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a huge fan of this. I wasn't really thinking about the competition, per se. Like, I wasn't thinking about people judging me outside of um, the judges that were actually on the show. And I, I guess I hadn't, my mentality was just like, I'm ready to top myself each week. Like, I just want to be better than I was the week before. When I think about it now, I'm 28 and it's like, okay, as you get older, you start thinking more about what other people are doing and, you know, reading their body language and their signals like, oh, was that, was, was she being petty? Like, did she even really like that? Or is what she's saying what she really means? And I wasn't thinking about any of that when I was a kid. I was just like, woohoo, this is so fun. Like, let's do it. <laughs> and I think that's what helped me. I wasn't yeah. really getting into my mental like that. I just was happy to be there and having a good time. Now, afterwards was a little bit different um, because with American Idol, you're kind of um, isolated for the few months that you're taping the show. And I remember... I was at the mall and somebody screamed my name like Jordan and I was like what and I started running the opposite direction <laughs> because I just wasn't used to people knowing who I was and my anxiety definitely went through the roof I I I kind of isolated myself almost because it just was a lot to handle like Everybody knew who I was, but I didn't know who anybody was. So I had random people coming up to me, hugging me and wanting to touch me and wanting to talk to me. And I'm not like that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, keep an arm's length. And people would be like, Jordan, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. This is so crazy. <laughs> and it's gotten better now. I've learned how to deal with it now. But at the time, you know, I was I was under age. So I was 17. So I couldn't go anywhere after, you know, nine o'clock at night. And I was on tour and, and doing all these things, but I was at a hotel room and I was missing my family. Like, I don't know where I am and my family's at home and this is a lot. Um, so it was very emotional, but I've definitely learned how to deal with it now. I just you know, being able to know, okay, this is what it is. Like, this is my life. This is what happens. People are going to come up and, you know, I just have to, it is what it is. And at first I was trying to control what that was and which in turn led to more stress, which led to more, you know, like anxiety and panic attacks and, you know, being emotionally all over the place. Um, but it was, it's been a huge learning experience. I've lived pretty much my whole adult life in the public eye and it's been um, it's been very interesting, but I don't know any different. So now it's like, well, I don't know if, you know, people say something. Oh, I don't know if I could handle that. And I'm like, I don't know what the other what the other world would be like. I don't I don't know. Um, you know, you just got to take it day by day. But it changed my life. And I, you know, I get to live my dream. I get to sing for my job. Like, it's awesome. It's the greatest thing ever. Do you sing? Do you sing to your baby? I do every day, every day, all day long. And he'll, it's funny, he'll either be crying or fussing and I just start singing and he goes, <laughs> he just stops. Like when, the rest of the world. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite interviews that I did was with Kel Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. And I asked her that. I was like, it must be so amazing for your kids that like you get to sing them to bed. And she's like, nope, because I'm just their mama. And that's the funny thing that you're going to find is that you're going to find is that there's no celebrities at home. Mm. Let me tell you something. My kids have no idea. <laughs> 
they have no idea. And like they'll see like my husband is the the voice of Boss Baby, and they'll be like, is "Mommy, was that Daddy when he was a baby?" That's <laughs> Daddy, and they can't understand that he's not the cartoon. That's hilarious. Or like That's with cute. he's in Madagascar as well, and they're like fascinated that like he's like a lion in Madagascar. And then she, my my daughter asked me, "Mommy, is the is uh, Marty the zebra? Is that a boy or a girl?" And I'm like, oh, "It's it's a boy." And she's like, "Well, how do you know that?" And I'm like. Because I, I know Chris Rock. Like, I, I know him. I know him and his boy. She's like, Mommy, you know a zebra? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, it's so you, matter just, of fact. Just wait. And so that's what's so interesting, you know, with, with what she, with what Kelly was saying is that she's like, I'm just their mom. I'm I'm just the mom. And when I sing, sometimes they don't want me to sing. Like, my kids tell me to stop singing. And I understand because I'm not a good singer. Same. But <laughs> at the same time, you know what? Like, she's saying the very same thing. And obviously, she's like, amazing singer, right. as you But are. they want her to stop but singing, too. But they want too. her to stop. They're like, okay, and that's enough. She's like, I'm just their mom. I'm sure when he gets older, it'll be like that. Because right now, he's in that, like, everything is wonder, wondrous and yeah, no, awe-inspiring. And so it's like, you know, a little confidence booster when he's like... Just pays attention no, wait, when wait. I sing. Oh, when he's three, um, it'll be different. I know, right? No, it's you're Although, in the perfect bliss stage, right? My niece. So I guess I'm not. I'm not her mom, but I'm her aunt. But she she loves it when I sing. She she's five years old, and she just is like, "Let's sing, Auntie. Let's sing." And I'm oh, okay. She's oh, the, so she's cute. the sweetest, but I'm not her mom, so it's a little bit different. You're the, you're, you're you're the, the cool, cool aunt. aunt. Yeah. What, uh, oh, I see. Um, what, okay, what's your favorite baby product that you have found? Like, what is the one thing that you cannot live without? You know what's crazy? It's not a baby product. It's coconut oil. I slather that all over him as soon as he gets out of the shower. And that's actually the song. I made up a song called Coconut Baby for him specifically after he gets out of the shower <laughs> every single night without fail. And, and I make some smell wait, so can good. Can I tell you one yes. thing, though? Yes. Because um, I, I was the same. I was like a coconut oil fanatic for my babies. And especially if they ever um, they didn't have it, but I but I used it. And maybe that's why they never had it for cradle cap, because it's an antifungal, yes. antibacterial, naturally coconut oil you can if you put it on their scalp and everything it keeps them very nice and moisturized and they never get anything like that however it has a lot of acid in it so it can be very drying for their skin i know it's the weirdest thing it's called uh, i think caprylic acid Mm -hmm. and and lauric acid and it dries their skin out so i would do a combo of cocoa butter and coconut oil that's a good idea should we tell her about our okay gonna tell you about something good how now brown cacao (laughs) look it up how now, brown cacao, simply divine botanicals. We have no connection with we this company no whatsoever. I have tried to fangirl them on Instagram, and they have like don't haven't used Instagram. They're in years. even more namaste yes, than so Hilaria. Namaste they don't give a crap about us. They have no idea that we have plugged them so love, many times. They don't love us but, back. But they have a really amazing thing. Now Daphne learned. I'm obsessed. Don't use too much of it because everything will be brown. My and sheets how are now, like brown, all brown cacao. Now. But yeah. my kids love it. They're like, yes. mommy, no, it's you, you smell like you chocolate. Your baby will smell like chocolate. It's amazing. Really good. Also, waxeline is another one that we've told on here is really look it up it's a beeswax it's very my my third one has eczema mm-hmm. so his skin is so dry mm-hmm. My and grandmother sent a program for you, by the way. She uh, remind me to give it to you about all about baby eczema and like how to deal with it. Yeah, she so listened excited. to the podcast. She was like, oh, I've got I'm something so for excited. you. Oh, um, so excited. Wait, Jordan, we, yeah. I know we have to let you go, but I want you because you've talked openly about the anxiety and and interestingly, your life has put you 
maybe someone who was always going to have some form of anxiety into a career and a life that has forced you to deal with that and forced sure. you to to find good coping mechanisms and strategies. Mm-hmm. And um, I know your faith is very important to you. If Just tell us a little bit about how you cope with that stress. And especially for the moms out there listening, you know, I, a lot of us deal with anxiety. And what are some of the strategies that have worked for you before we let you go? Um, I think for me, and well, one is knowing that I'm not the only person dealing with it, right? That definitely gives you a, a small, a, not smaller, but sort of a little peace of mind knowing that you're not crazy <laughs> and yeah, that other yeah. people deal with it. Um, but I also think just growing up has helped getting older has helped because I, listen, therapy has been the best thing that I've ever done in my life. There shouldn't be a stigma around it at all. If you need to talk to somebody, you should go and talk to somebody because it's amazing, especially when there's somebody who doesn't know you, doesn't have an opinion on what either side of whatever you're, you're trying to talk about. It's amazing. And it's cathartic and it's helped me so much like identify, okay, what am I holding on to and why am I holding on to it and why am I letting it affect me so much? Um, so that's helped going to the gym has helped, um, uh, is amazing being able to get out whatever stress or fear or anything like that is just being able to go and do that. Also hot yoga. I love it. Oh my gosh. Mm. I finally started to go back about two weeks ago and I just was laying there for the hour. Like I missed this so much (laughs) (laughs) just to be able to like really be in there and just kind of focus on whatever my intention for the class is, you know, and to not have to think. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, like DJ and my husband and my, my life is absolutely amazing. But to be able to disconnect for a second, it You're was just allowed to have yeah, your moment. It You're was allowed so to- nice. Yes. And you know what? That's what's so interesting. I'm a yoga teacher and I, I like to work out a lot. And people will be like, you know, they'll sort of like, oh, well, I don't have time for that. And it's like, well, I actually not, I'm not going to be my best self if I don't take that time to move my body because I will have all of that tension in my body and I need to go and literally like just like shake it out. And it's yeah. and, and then you can make more milk. The times I've had sometimes where I'm so upset and like something happened with, you know, an argument with Alec or I'm upset about whatever is happening and I literally will be there and my body won't let down. Like it really is a real thing that you yeah, need to find absolutely. your centered space if you're going to give. Yeah. Thank you so much. This Thank was so you, wonderful. Love you guys. And, uh, go Thank ki- you. Go, ki- you. go kiss that baby. He looks so mushy. I will. Thank you. This is a fact. So that was our conversation with Jordan Sparks. And I have to say, I just love this lady. I think that she is strong and sweet and open and nurturing and just independent everything that um that you know you it takes a lifetime to come into and you're always sort of figuring those things out and this is i I always forget she won american idol when she was 17 years old she was a kid and um she's talked pretty openly about dealing with the the anxiety and and the and the strange i mean this was 10 years ago so this was before the advent of of social media the way that we know it now and now i think everyone's sort of used to people kind of knowing things about their lives that you didn't necessarily actually share with your friends, but they know about it because they saw you on your Insta stories and you were doing X, Y, or Z. Um, and, but at that, t- at that time, you know, she was a kid and she all of a sudden had people in the mall yelling her name, coming up and hugging her and thinking that they knew her. And, and on the one hand, she's such a, she's such a generous, warm, loving person. I can see why she would have a really hard time being like, but I, I need I need to I need to know my own boundaries. I'm still a kid. I'm underage. And now I'm on the road all the time and I'm and I'm just like out of my sort of comfort zone of being at home. And um and anyway, I think it's I think the last ten years have given her 
so many opportunities to to work through these on the one hand, incredible career opportunities and and to come into her own in so many ways and in, in another way, challenges. Um, and that's why I think she feels so grown up and you will have so much th- that I or I have so much that I think I can learn from her, even though she's, you know, a, a I've baby breastfed, in many I've ways. breastfed four babies and I didn't know that peppermint isn't good for you. For, while you're breastfeeding. Oh. Did you know that? Do you know what? I, I didn't, I, I only knew that because I remember wanting to have lavender for something, um, maybe a, a massage or something. And it was, because uh, lavender is always so relaxing. Right. And lavender is another thing you're not meant to have oh when you're goodness, pregnant. I'm doing it um, all wrong. Although I can't, I was trying to think, I mean, since then I've been thinking about, I'm like, where do I use peppermint? And I don't think I necessarily do a lot of well you don't have an issue with milk supply either so i think you're doing maybe i need to incorporate some peppermint (laughs) by the way if anyone needs a milk patch come over to my house i'll give you one to bring you home oh my gosh (laughs) milk patches for everyone (laughs) okay and now it's time guys for our favorite things now it's time for our favorite things yes we have some good things to share with you this week okay let's talk about deodorant for a second because i think a lot of the, you know, a lot of the deodorants out there that are marketed to women, you know, so you smell powdery fresh and like roses and all these things are, it's it's actually, you want to make sure that you're not using a deodorant with aluminum in it. And that generically is antiperspirant um, because first of all, your body needs to sweat from your armpits. I'm sorry, this is going a little bit gross, but we're going here because we're the daughters of doctors and because we have your health and heart at heart. Um you need to sweat from your armpits. It's a it's a detoxing mechanism that your body needs. So you absolutely do not want to stop your body from sweating where it has to sweat. But more importantly, um, there are ways to neutralize the odor that don't actually block your sweat glands and most importantly, disrupt your hormones. And that's something that's a big concern and a big consideration with aluminum-filled deodorants and antiperspirants is that they're going... So you have something called lymph nodes, which line you know around your breast tissue and underneath your arms and at your groin and on these very specific areas where your lymph nodes are really open and vulnerable. And if you're applying a deodorant day after day, sometimes multiple times a day, your your lymph nodes are, are under direct attack, essentially. So because of all these things, um, I spent the majority of my life looking for the most effective and useful natural deodorant that doesn't include some of these parabens and harsh chemicals and, and most importantly, um, uh, aluminum. And the one that I am loving, and I've tried all of them, literally all of them, and some of them are like sticky and they leave weird residue or they like stain your clothes or they look wet and it's... Or I mean, you stink. Or you stink, which is also so not okay. Yeah. I mean, we work in media where we're around people all the time. We are sometimes in really stressful experiences and or hot scenarios. <laughs> like All of these things do not lend themselves to being the stinky person on set. So um, the one that I love is called Urban Cowboy and I get it at, um, at Whole Foods or on Amazon or whatever. And it's Urban H-E-R-B-A-N like her, like uh, herb, Ooh, like parsley. So clever. <laughs> urban Cowboy. Um, <laughs> and my husband uses it too. So that's a really good sign of how effective it is. So there's a bunch of different scents. He uses the something called um, Dusk, which is very sexual. I'm just going to tell you it smells delicious. Um, and uh, I use a scent called I use his a lot because I just end up stealing it from him. But I'm going to look up really fast. Urban Cowboy, other other smells, Um, because mine's the pink one and uh, whatever. I'll look it up, but um, I'll find the other flavor of it. But it's it comes in a black tube. And I have to tell you, it's it's the perfect consistency. You don't have to, like, get in there with your hands and rub it because a lot of these things make it. So I mean, if I have deodorant in a jar, how often am I going to use that? It's ridiculous. So it's a it looks and feels and works just like all of the deodorants you've used throughout your 
life, but it's good for you. And now, do you uh, and have to reply, reapply throughout the day? I, I don't bring it with me, but mm-hmm. sometimes like if I have been out all day, I'll reapply right before I go out at night. But I feel like I used to when I used to use regular deodorant, which was until right before the summer, which is kind of embarrassing being a yoga teacher. And then I went on this whole like I am going to try every single deodorant. I haven't yeah. tried that one though. You're gonna love. This I'm one. really excited to try that. I use um the Simply Divine Botanicals deodorant okay. that works. So well, really, too. and there's two different ones that I use. Um, one is called Keeping Abreast of It. They all have all these very like funny names, <laughs> um, and it actually promotes the lymphatic system circulation. Yes, thing. amazing. So that's really amazing, and especially like that's what I've been focusing on right now because I feel like so many years of using these harsh deodorants, um, they come in really pretty bottles and smell really good, and I never have to worry about smelling and all that kind of thing. Um, but I. I am. I sweat for a living. I am a yoga teacher, um, and I don't think I smell. Do I smell that? No, you definitely no, don't okay. smell. Um, I spend a lot of time right next to you. Yes, so right. You definitely don't. <laughs> smell. Please tell me if I ever do, because that's just. like... By the right. way, that's a real. That is the mark of a real friendship. Like when I run in, when I'm with people, dear friends, who don't smell good or something's going on, and I'm like, part part of me is like, you need someone in your life who loves you enough to tell you. This is happening. Yes, we yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yesterday when we were recording, I went to go change my clothes and I realized that I hadn't like zipped up my fly. And Daphne was like, Ilaria, please. I'm like, I've tried to do a million things, mom brain. It's okay, right? She was, she was like pumping and, and like and zipping up her fly I, at the same then, time. And then, you know what? Then I unbuttoned my pants with you because like, we had to do that, that too. That was solidarity. Friendship. My this jeans, is what it's all about. My jeans were really tight and Hilaria in solidarity also unbuttoned I her unbuttoned pants. I unbuttoned my pants. <laughs> um, but one thing you brought up that I wanted to tell everybody. Oh, I found that my my flavor, my scent is called Blossom. So Urban Cowboy Blossom for Lady and Urban Cowboy Dusk for the gents. And I think, oh, that's what it was. I think that we should. So the lymph is a really interesting topic. And if, if imagine if you have the sort of it's not your blood. It's a layer between your skin and your blood. And it's sort of in between all of your tissues is your lymph. And it's a huge drainage system. And it's what gets activated when you do dry brushing, when you do um, strong stretches like yoga, when you walk. I mean, all of the sort of ligaments that are functioning in those sort of um, gentle but movement-based activities are so important for the detoxing of your body overall. It's how we naturally eliminate toxins. It's how we naturally um, get rid of things that are you know bogging our bodies down. And I think we could do a whole episode on just self-care from a medical perspective in that way because I feel like when I when I started figuring out that you know walking walk walking is a good example. Walking I do I walk to almost all of my meetings when I'm in Manhattan because a it's a way to get more steps and b I can take phone calls while I'm walking. The traffic is so bad in the city that usually I don't even end up being much later just by having used the time to walk. It relaxes you. It centers you. You breathe fresh air. All these things that are so important for human input. But it's also moving my lymph around, which is when you get lymph stagnation is when you end up. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to go deep on this because we're going to do it for a different episode. But all that to say. Clean out your medicine cabinet, starting with something simple like deodorant. Give Urban Cowboy a try. And it was it was really scary for me when I did it this summer. You know, I did it right after Romeo was born. And um, and it, it, it once you take that step and you find a deodorant that works for you, it is life changing. And every single day, I can't believe that I was putting those harsh chemicals on my body when I'm so conscientious of so many other things. So actually, you know what? I'm having my favorite thing be my Simply Divine 
botanicals one, although I'm going to try yours. Um, and and they have a couple of different flavors. I promise you it works. It comes in this spray bottle. So if you like a spray, and literally you feel like nothing is going to happen. But again, I've tried all of them. I've given it to a ton of my friends and they say also it works. Um, so there are options out there um, for you. And, it, and you really, 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 your body deserves to not be with these, you know, aluminum and all these other, especially by the way, you bring up a good point. If you're breastfeeding, breastfeeding, I know it's going right into your breast tissue. So, and your kid has to smell that like toxic powdery overload. I have to say, no, you know what? Let me tell you something. I loved the smell of my fat deodorant. I love the smell. I miss it. I do miss it, but I know that my body is working better because I'm no longer doing that. And so this is our plea to you. Deodorant, 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 figure it out make the change you can do it don't be afraid thanks for listening to mom brain rate review subscribe swipe up on instagram make it happen and please 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 email us mombrainpod at gmail.com thanks guys thanks bye this is mom brain with alaria baldwin and daphne oz mom brain is a gallery media group production